Hello, and welcome to the What the What podcast. What are you doing? Well, first thought oh was goodness. to flip the table. <laughs> I'm but. so glad you didn't, because this is not our house. This is not my... Well, my you know, drink's here. I mean, my drink's here, too. So. My iPad's got that nice case on it, so it would have been okay. But Yeah, but the carpet would not have been. Your I mean, computer this, and this, the soundboard. This is like fruit punch... Uh, Powerade Zero. It's going to mm. stain this carpet really badly. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? I yo, am your yo, host, yo. Eric Creech, and joining me today, as the sound goes out of my headphones, yes. now that he has finished seeking a dog large enough to ride into battle, Kyle Whitley! Yep! Yep, here I am. Oh, here I um, am! I ain't rocking anybody like a hurricane. Well, good, good. Um, we're so glad that you're joining us today. Uh, it is currently Thursday April 23rd, the day we're recording this. See. But those of you who are going to be watching on YouTube, listening to it on so many different podcast platforms, it will be April something. Um, what's four days? 27th. 27th, yeah. So. I don't keep up with other days, but Mondays and Fridays I'm pretty good at. Yeah, because, you know, start your week, end your week. Well, that's when my truck I'm just, I am just work. really, really impressed that I could remember that today was Thursday. I I'm, think it's because Survivor was on last night, and mm. I do know when Wednesdays are. So well, I've run out of things to watch again. We started watching The uh, Outer Banks on Netflix, mm-hmm. which is amazing. It's a great show. What I is it about? It. Is it about The Outer Banks? Because I've, been, I've been to The Outer Banks. They're there, and uh, there was this old shipwreck that happened at some point, and there's $40 million of gold that got lost in that shipment. Okay. And so these teenagers are out to get it. And there's like the cool kids and the bad kids, like, or the preppy kids. Mm-hmm. And so if you're from one side of the island, you're not considered cool. You're considered, you know, whatever. And I don't remember all the names. They they each have a name. But, uh, but yeah, Deacon from, uh, from Nashville is on that show. Never seen Nashville. You said I would like Nashville. You would like Nashville. All right, Facebook people, if you're watching, if y'all have seen Nashville, do you think I would enjoy Nashville? I think you, uh, not. That, not the town. I've been city. to Nashville, the city. It's we're talking about the TV. Nashville, show. the city is awesome. Okay, if you like I, Nashville, I, the I city. Been, I think you would like Nashville. I've been the show. to Nashville, the city. I've recorded in studios there. I've been on the Grand Ole Opry. Great stuff. I want to go back. It's been like 15 years since I've been to Nashville. You literally just named literally the show. Well, I mean, because they go there. Is this show centered around my life then? I don't think so, because you're not Raina James, the lady that reminds me of Reba McIntyre. I'm not. Also I'm also not Hayden Penitary. No, not that either. Yeah, but uh, no, they're in the recording studio a lot there. They uh, they weekly are at the Grand Old Opry performing there, and uh, I don't know. It's great stuff. Songwriting's there. Original sound, like an actual. See, people I've singing. never been able to get into songwriting. I mean, I've wanted to do that, but I just don't think you know my stuff would measure up to what. Would That's what be every person acceptable. thinks until they get like. You know, strong on what they do. Right. The same way you, we don't feel confident about what we do until you finally do feel confident. You're like, well, actually, I could do We that. weren't really confident in this podcast until about, what, November? Uh, yeah, I'm not super <laughs> confident now. Cause, I like, mean... The numbers don't reflect confidence, but the well, confidence I mean, within myself is reflected but, in me. You know, someone gave me some good advice, you know, are we having fun? Yeah. Because if, we're ha- if we chase numbers, it'll no- you know, it's not necessarily fun for that. But if mm-hmm. we're enjoying what we're doing, then the numbers don't really matter. The well, numbers- if you're a mathematician. Exactly. Because then numbers matter. Numbers matter in math, apparently. So It's, um, it's kind of rainy out there today. I've kind of gotten my it wish is. the past few weeks. I've like complained about how beautiful it was outside, and we're stuck mm-hmm. inside this hot little room. The room actually kind of a decent temperature today. Yeah, I got my hoodie on. So um, I'm wearing flip-flops, and my feet are cold. So, um, that's we still need to get our studio together. We hadn't done that yet. No, we haven't. That's your house. One day, one day. When life has passed you by and you're going to sit around and wonder why I was always there for you. One day I'll be. No, that's. That's not. I was singing Sugar Ray. I was singing Taylor Swift with the wrong song. It was Someday I'll Be. Mm. Living in the big old city and all you're ever going to be is Bob. What's up, Bob Lee? Bob's. Bobby Swagger. Yeah, Bob's got a new car. He does. A Mazda 3. The motor's blown in it, and he's working on trying to take it apart day by day. He's going to play it at, a, you know, at the drag racing competition. Um, I don't think so. Like He wants to build it so that it is decently quick, but I think he just wants to work on a car, which is fun. That's something we both enjoy to do. At some point, I'm going to go help him take a motor out, but until that point happens, he's slowly taking it apart day by day. Bob's also, sorry for all those people listening that have no clue who he is, Bobby is also a handyman because Bob sent me a picture the other day. It's like, I've been at work since 9 o'clock this morning. I was like, oh, the auction. And it's like, no, actually, he's not. Bobby has been building a deck around a pool all after, like, all day. 
he went and spent $1,500 at Lowe's, and he decided to build a deck around a pool. So he did that. What, what else did Bob do? Bob sent a picture earlier. I think he tore a deck down. He's replaced a floor in a kitchen. Um, he's pretty much rebuilding his mother-in-law's house. So maybe that's why he got the permission to marry her daughter. He's like, he looks like a handyman. That's true. I'm trying to find the great quote that I wanted to run here. But, the Fast uh, and Furious one? Uh, yeah. With Spoon Engines uh-huh. and Hector? You're a little behind. I'm a little behind. I'm working on I it. I don't know dude. if it'll work. Frank's joining in. Frank, it's good to see you. Frank! I love Frank. Miss Elaine was talking about you the other day. I hope your wife's doing okay. I'm still looking for the quote. and I Just type in Hector and Spoon Engines. I mean, that's pretty much what I did. And I'm just trying to find it on the page. Um, Literally. Hector, Spoon, spoon Engines. No, it's not even on this page. Look, Bob the Builder over there. Wow. Thanks for the shout-out, Bob the Builder here. All right, zoom, zoom. Yeah, interesting. Hector, Spoon Engines. Leave me alone. Google. I'm, I'm, leave me alone. Hey, Siri. <laughs> Hector, Spoon Engines. Don't interrupt anything. So, ugh. My the, phone's the, on airplane mode. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to bring this quote up in like, Six weeks anyway, because we're doing... Um, it's going to take you six weeks to find the quote? Probably. It's too long. Well, Hector's going to be gone. He's going to rob all the transfer trucks. Well, don't let that fool you in the fact that Hector's going to be running three Honda Civics with spoon engines. And on top of that, he just came into Harry's, and he ordered three T66 turbos with NOS and a Motec system exhaust. I'm going to have to memorize that quote. I mean, it's one of my favorite things to interject like in a random conversation. It's like, well, don't let that fool you, because I heard that he's going to be running. <laughs> I think if we're going to do that, we should invite Bob in. Yeah. Bob's I mean, we're already going to have like a, uh, a guest um, podcaster. We've already had Captain guest America. podcasters yeah. um, before with Ricky um, for Captain America. Ashby um, Brame is going to be guesting with us uh, in some form or fashion on that podcast. Mm-hmm. So we might as well bring in a hey another... Bob, do you want to do Fast and Furious podcast? Another car enthusiast? Who not, not a whole another series, but just an episode for the Fast and Furious podcast. Respond back. Let me know. That's coming up yeah. in a month or so. Let us know. Sometime in June. Um, Jonathan so Butler's coming in too. Other half of... Well, I guess the third now, because Bob's joining in with the whole beards and boosts. So yeah. three beards and three boosts. Nice. It's Bob's motor turnover. All right. But yeah. Fast and Furious is coming up, folks, yep. just so you know. Not well, today. We have a lot of really good episodes coming up in the next month and a half, two months. I mean, when we first put the schedule down, we had like a stretch where it was um, just week after week. It was going to be really, really awesome stuff. Now, we've moved some stuff around. Wonder Woman was originally going to be in June mm-hmm. um, to coincide with its release of the sequel. Uh, we're pushing that back to August right now temporarily. We'll see you know, when it, when it comes out. Mm-hmm. We, we want to try to coincide that with... Um, with the release of the Wonder Woman sequel. Um, we're going to be doing The Office next week, uh, the first season of The Office, uh, which came out 15 years ago. Crazy. Uh, we'll be doing the first season of Survivor, which is 20 years old this year. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone watch Survivor, um, season 40 is incredible. Last night's episode was literally, I mean, an hour of just, in- it was the best episode of survivor i've seen in a long long time does anybody out there on facebook watch survivor so um we've got um we've got captain america which is the first really good mcu film in my opinion iron man was pretty good too but um but yeah um but yeah today we're not talking about any of those things nope you know Uh, what today is today hammer time it's hammer time i'm even wearing my thor shirt um i pulled this out of storage why'd you store it because I, i i when, do I, when would I ever wear a Thor shirt? Anytime that you wear clothes. Well, I, I wear car shirts all the time. It don't mean I'm working on a car. I, I put it up because I just... I sell know, air filters in a car shirt. I had to make some decisions on, you know, what was going to be hanging up in my closet and, you know, in my dresser and stuff and just, no. I'm, to listen. be fair, you own the entire house. That's you have true. at least two to three closets you could That's hang true. clothes in. Well, I didn't feel like junking them up either, so. Mm. Um, put it in a box, but I found it. And put it on for today's occasion. We are excited to uh, to continue exploring the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We are going to be running the Infinity Gauntlet today mm-hmm. by discussing Thor, which came Thor. out in 2011. But before we do that, before Thor, if you haven't, please subscribe to our podcast. You can do that. Those of you who are listening. Uh, we are on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, 
uh, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher. I mean, pretty much all of them. I know Kevin Strickland listens to us on Podcast Addict. Yep. Um, there's just so many options. We're on pretty much every major podcast platform. Just uh, make sure you search for What the What Medium. All one word. And please rate and review us five stars. Now, when we say please rate and review us, we want the five-star rating. You can review us ever how you want to. Or if you go to YouTube, you like and subscribe. Yeah. We're also on YouTube. Again, that's also that's what the I what media. Um, you can see you know, how we interact. Sometimes we move our hands around. That's exciting. I'm kind of relaxed today. Um, well, this is yeah, the first time I've ever leaned back in this I mean, chair. Well, you started the episode by flipping over your headphones and pounding mm-hmm. the table and making the sound go out Well, it's left not ear safe in here. Like, I can't flip a table in here. Well, I, I can't throw and a And you wonder why we don't move this to my house. I don't want you flipping stuff in my house either. Well, if you at least put foam on the walls at your house, we'd be no. safe. No. People would watch if they saw me like flipping tables. No, I don't How care. How many out there on Facebook would tune in every week to well, see me flip a let's table? Let's use a room in your house. I don't have any room in my house. Yeah, you've got a room full of memorabilia that would be perfect for a podcast. Actually, I don't. That's full of boxes from Christmas. Well, we can move. We up. can move. Well, do your job and move the boxes. I'm working every day. I don't have time to go home and move well, boxes. Are you, I'm working every day, too. I don't have time to do that to either. To do what? Exactly. You don't have boxes. I do have boxes in that no. other room. No, no. I do. I I really You've already do. started. You've started planning. I started, but maybe I want to stop, and maybe nope. I just want to pass it on to you. Nope. Anyway, go ahead and follow us on Twitter, WTW underscore media, uh, on Facebook and Instagram, also at What the What Media, all one word. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, this episode's on YouTube. Please share, subscribe, like. We have, you know, not a lot of subscribers on our YouTube channel. It's okay. We it takes time. We honestly hadn't tried that. Hard. That's really. I mean, that's honestly. If we're being honest, I've been lazy. I mean, why, I why haven't we? Why haven't we posted the um, the full house video on YouTube? I didn't even think about that. I mean, we should go ahead and you do that. You should do that. You have the video. I don't have. You it created anymore. that video. Yeah, but I. I don't you know. didn't delete that. I know you didn't. I don't think that. I have it anymore. You were too excited about that to have deleted it. I, I was excited about it, um, but we have like in the thirties. We'd like to get to at least a hundred so we can put that custom URL so we can say, um, you know, youtube.com slash what the what media. I mean, we technically could. So, we just need to create about seventy more email addresses. Well, I mean, five of those subscribers are Kevin Savini. He used well, maybe every single one of his. So um, if we get ten more people in on this, it makes seven email accounts. Yeah. We can do this. Anyway, if you like this episode or any of the other 45 episodes of the What the What podcast, um, then we want you to share this with a friend. When you do that, we will give y'all both shout-outs, and uh, the next time we record, we'll make sure we mention it. So uh, please, uh, we want to grow the podcast. Get it out to your friends. Uh, If you're a fan of superheroes, there's plenty of episodes. If you're a fan of Disney, we have great episodes there. If you're a fan of wrestling, we have some of those too. Video games, sure. Music episodes, we love the music episodes. Those are a lot of fun because we get to sing. And well, I get to sing. I don't know if you're excited about that or not, but I'm excited. It's a thing. We do it. Um, We we have just a lot of different things. If you want a serious episode, we um, we have the Dead Poet Society, which was one of my first favorite episodes that we ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of variety in this pop culture, nostalgic you know, style that we're doing. Did you watch Good Will Hunting yet? No. What are you waiting on? I don't know. Get home tonight and watch that. Don't tell me what to do. No, you'd love it. I don't, I don't want to hear it. You'd hey, Kevin. It. You didn't wave at Kevin. You waved at Christina. Wave, wave at Kevin. Wave at Kevin, gosh. There he is. I don't yeah. even know if Christina's I'll, wave went I'll through. I'll wave at Pastor Butch, too. All right. Yeah. Cool. So. Um, I can't believe you haven't watched that movie yet. Whatever. If you like Dead Poet Society, you will like Good Will Hunting. I promise. You may cry a little bit, but that's not my business. On today's episode, we are diving into Thor. Here is your spoiler warning for today's episode. While Thor is our primary focus, uh, the movie and the character, we will be going deep. Deep dive! Possibly discussing details from any of the other 22 Marvel Cinematic Universe films, Marvel television shows, comic books from which the source material came from, taking the entire saga into account. So, with that in mind, this drink, I like it! Another! Throw it! I'm not going to throw it! See, people get excited when you start throwing things. I'm not going to throw it. It's still got drink in it. so We need Matt Starlin on the show. He throws things all the time. Yes, he does. Um, hey, Kevin. And hey, Michelle. We'll wave at her, too. 
Wave it all the time. Whoa, 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 whoa. There you go. Blocked her. I almost blocked her. Um, So, here's some basic information about the movie Thor. It is a 2011 American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character of the same name. Produced by Marvel Studios, distributed by Paramount Pictures. This is before Disney bought the film, um, bought the mm. rights. It is the fourth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, directed by Kenneth. I'm going to butcher his Do last it. name. Do it good, Brana. That's a good way. I, I, I'm really not sure how. Um, it premiered in Sydney, Australia, on April 17th, 2011, and was released in the United States on May 6th as part of Phase One. Of the MCU, there are six um, films in the first uh, phase of the MCU. We are over halfway there, folks. We're getting there. There we go. It was a financial success. It earned four hundred and forty-nine point three million dollars worldwide. That's just a little bit of change. That's a little bit more than what those kids are searching for on the show Outer Banks. Exactly. In gold. In gold. So, I'm going to take us into what happened in the movie. Um, Don't spoil it. No, this is spoilers. We warned them. They had their warning. They haven't had a chance. It's only nine years old. Uh, yeah, they've had their warning. I mean, and if you're going to watch, if you're going to have any Thor movie spoiled, it might as well be this one and the next one. Start with Ragnarok, folks. Um, in 1960, excuse me, not 19. In nine, a world. 965 AD, Odin, the king of Asgard, wages war against the frost giants of Jotunheim and their leader, is it Lofi? I watched it today. I don't remember how he pronounced it. Lofi. To prevent them from conquering the nine realms, starting with Earth. Uh, the Asgardian warriors defeat the Frost Giants in Norway, and they seize the source of their power, the Casket of Ancient Winters. Nice. That sounds incredible. I should use one of those. In the present day, Odin's son, Thor, prepares to ascend to the throne of Asgard, but is interrupted when the Frost Giants attempt to retrieve the casket. Against Odin's orders, Thor travels to Jotunheim to confront Lofi, accompanied by his brother Loki, his childhood friend Sif, and the Warriors Three. A battle ensues until Odin interferes to save the Asgardians, destroying the fragile truce between the two races. And because of Thor's arrogance, Odin strips his son of his godly power and exiles him to Earth, which he refers to as Midgard, as a mortal, accompanied by his hammer Mjolnir, now protected by an enchantment that only allows the worthy to wield it. Thor lands in New Mexico, because, you know, if you're going to jump to Earth, why not land in New Mexico, where astrophysicist, a literal rocket scientist, Dr. Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman, Mm -hmm. her assistant, your favorite character, Darcy Lewis, played by Kat Dennings, Mm -hmm. and mentor Dr. Eric Selvig, find him. Uh, The local populace finds Molnir, which is literally like a crater in the middle of the desert, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, Phil Coulson, we remember him mm-hmm. from the, the er, earlier Iron Man movies. Uh, he commandeers, um, he takes over that area, uh, forcibly acquiring Dr. Foster's data and about the wormhole that delivered Thor to Earth. Thor tries to you know, retrieve it. We see a nice little cameo from Hawkeye there, Clint we Barton. Do. I remember getting excited about that. It was super excited. Um, but he gets there and he finds himself unable to lift it. Because guess what? He's not worthy. Classic Sword in the Stone. Yep. Situation. Just like the Disney movie. Did you ever, you ever watch the Disney movie Sword in the Stone? I did. Yeah, I did. Too. I tried to pull the sword out of the stone in Disney World in December last year. Did, were you successful? No, I wasn't. Wow. I did not pull out the sword. So you were not worthy is what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know how Disney judges their character. Yeah. In the meantime, okay. Loki, he discovers that he's not actually Asgardian. He's actually a Frost Giant. He's Loffy's son. Surprise. Yeah, big big shot. He was adopted Maybe his by his name's o- Lofi. Maybe it is Lofi. Um, he was adopted by Odin after the war ended, and after he confronts Odin, Odin falls into a deep Odin sleep to recover his strength. That's that's a good nap when you that's have a nap a, named named after, after you. you. Absolutely, that's a good. Loki takes sleep. the throne in Odin's stead, and he offers Lofi the chance to kill Odin and retrieve the casket. Sif and the warriors three, unhappy with Loki's rule, attempt to return Thor from exile, convincing Heimdall the gatekeeper of the Bifrost, which allow, allows interplanetary travel, mm-hmm. um, to allow them passage to Earth. Loki's aware of that. He sends the Destroyer to Earth um, to pursue the Warriors, Three Sith, and to kill Thor. The Warriors find Thor, but the Destroyer attacks them and defeats them, prompting Thor to offer himself instead. 
Struck by the destroyer and near death, Thor proves himself worthy by his sacrifice to wield Molnir. Okay, just making sure that we are still going. Sorry, the podcast computer kind of did this weird glitch thing and slowed well, down. Well, you hadn't touched it in over like 10 minutes. So yeah. yeah. It just scared me the way it glitched. Yeah, me too. Me we'll too. keep going now, folks. Absolutely. Continue on. So he is able to wield Molnir. He um, defeats the Destroyer, and he kisses Jane Foster goodbye. He promises to return, and he leaves with the fellow Asgardians to confront Loki. In Asgard, Loki betrays and kills Loki, his biological father. Because, you know, this is basically Shakespeare in superhero form. Pretty much Shakespeare. Um, revealing his true plan to use Lofi's attempt on Odin's life as an excuse to destroy Jotunheim with the Bifrost Bridge, proving himself worthy to Odin. Thor arrives, and he fights Loki before destroying the Bifrost to stop Loki's plan, stranding himself in Asgard. Odin awakens. He prevents the brothers from falling into the abyss created in the wake of the bridge's destruction, but Loki apparently attempts suicide, or commits suicide. By allowing himself to fall when Odin rejects his pleas for approval, Thor makes amends with Odin, admitting he's not ready to be king. And meanwhile on Earth, Dr. Jane Foster searches for a way to open a portal to Asgard. And that's how the movie ends, folks. Oh, wait, there's more. Mm -hmm. In a post-credits scene, if you don't know what those are, (laughs) have you ever seen a Marvel movie? It's a scene that happens after... After the credits. the credits, Dr. Selvig is taken to a S.H.I.E.L.D. facility where Nick Fury opens a briefcase and asks him to study a mysterious cube-shaped object, which Fury says may hold untold power. An invisible Loki prompts Selvig to agree, and he does. Quick question. Yes. I don't remember the scene. So when he opens the suitcase, can you see the cube? Yes, you can. Uh, I've been so much better if you couldn't. Yeah, this is uh, and this was a nice little precursor to the next movie where the Tesseract, which is what the cube mm-hmm. is, um, plays a very major part in that story's plot. See, in my mind though, I'm thinking like it'd be cooler if Nick Fury, who's pay- played by Samuel Jackson, is like, "Come look what's in this briefcase." Is it like a Pulp Fiction it, reference? And it's the Pulp Fiction reference where the light comes like the suitcase is glowing, but you don't see what's in the suitcase. There's a great Pulp Fiction-themed episode of Community that mm. I think you would enjoy. It's not even really Pulp Fiction-themed. It's actually My Dinner with Andre-themed. Hmm. Um, it's really awesome. Uh, it's in season two. Um, anyway. Um, anyway. What are your thoughts world. on this movie? Actually, I liked it. I went back and watched it last week, or maybe this weekend sometime. All the days come together. Um, yeah, I really like I enjoyed it. Much more than I remembered enjoying it. Because I remember, like, growing up, Thor was not on my radar. Like, I knew he existed, but he wasn't one of I your didn't. major, like, X-Men. He wasn't Spider-Man. Uh, he wasn't Wolverine. You know, he wasn't on their shows much. You would, you would see him in some classic Marvel shows. Um, he may have made an appearance here or there on, like, a Spider-Man episode or something. But for me, I knew he existed. I knew the character's name, and I knew what he looked like. And that was honestly about all that I knew. I knew his weapon was a hammer, and I knew that he was like a godlike character. Uh, that's all I knew. So it was cool going in and watching this. I really wasn't expecting to care for it much, like especially the first time, um, just because I don't know. I'm more of a Batman type superhero person, more of an X Men type, where the action's right there is not right. Like especially if you heard him speak, he was very, you know, Shakespeare in the park. Yes, as Tony Stark would describe it. Yes, does Mother knowest? Thou wearest her drapes. <laughs> so with that, I didn't know what to expect, but I love the way that they did it in this movie. With Chris What's Endorsed. up, Jermaine? What's up? How you doing, man? Um, Sorry. They, you're good. They more so used uh, just Chris Hemsworth's actual accent and let that be more of a thing. Sure, he had some language that was scripted right. better, but they didn't go overboard with it so that you were able to just enjoy the movie and the character for who he was. And they also did give you that little bit of a humor which they more increase on in the coming movies. But you just get this full, you get a full character. You don't get just one flat character with him. Uh, So it was cool. Like, I really enjoyed it. I did notice for me, which which came from Incredible Hulk, right? Yes. And then Iron Man. No, 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 it was Iron Man 2 prior to this movie. So coming from those movies, I'm so used to seeing big worlds. Mm -hmm. Now, when in this movie you're seeing, you know, up, and Asgard, you see all these beautiful things and like all this huge giant realm and area. But when he's on Earth, it's not, a watching, major, it's not a major city. Especially watching it the other day, I was like, this is just filmed on like a studio. Like there's a lot in a desert somewhere mm-hmm. with these buildings set up. And I bet like 
you can see down this alley, and I bet that's just one giant green screen because yeah. it didn't take away from it. Like I enjoyed it. It honestly simplified things, especially with that character who is you know so complex and godlike to put him down here in this place that doesn't have some big giant city. It's just out in the desert with some random corner stores. You know, probably a couple of blocks is all that's there, right. at least that we ever see. Right. And then it's just desert. So especially whenever they're going out to try to find Molnir and it's, it's like 50 miles away. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just 50 miles into the desert. It's yeah, not like, oh, two towns over. Like, no, it's just no, you're it's hit literally the middle of nowhere. And like, so when I went to Texas, you know, back in 2013, you know, I was told, you know, if you get, you know, if you need to go out of town, stop at this gas station. There's literally not another one for like another 200 miles. Hmm. Like literally like it's nothing but desert, you know, plain land, whatever. I mean, you don't really see that here in North Carolina because we've got, you know, hills and mountains and, mm-hmm. you know, just a vast variety of things. But I enjoyed it, though. Like, I really I, – it made me like the character again. Like, I've liked him in other f- films as we've got to know him more. Right. But more so, he's – in the other films that I've really paid attention to him, he's just like a comedy relief type thing that's super powerful whenever he feels like being powerful almost. Right. Uh so for this to see it and to see him and the characters that are surrounding him that you don't really ever see again much anyway, not mm-hmm. you see a couple, but you just see him do his own thing this yeah. time, especially in, when he's on Earth during that time. Right. So I just enjoyed it. I, th- I feel like it's one that I'd recommend. It's not like a top Marvel movie. It's not there for me, but it's one of the ones that I, I could care less about Thor until I watched this movie and it actually, I left the theater caring about him and wanting to know what was next. Same way, I, did, I had no clue who Loki was before this movie. Right. And Loki was a breakout star for this, where people still love Loki, where he's yeah. getting his own he's TV, getting his own show. TV show now. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you? What did you think? I know it's not one of your biggest things. Um, it's not one of my favorite movies. Now, it's not a, it's not a bad movie by any means, okay? Um, it, but when you compare it to the other MCU movies, um, it, it it's really hard to kind of measure up, in my opinion. Um, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, my first introduction to Thor... Uh, was the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for someone who kind of went into that movie having only seen Captain America, um, I was kind of blind to the other. So they did, a, the Avengers, you know, we'll talk about that in June. They did a really good job of reintroducing characters for those who may have not have seen the other films. Um, so when I came back and watched this, um, I had a little bit of knowledge about uh, Thor. I actually knew more about Loki mm, because the mask. The mask. Yeah, with Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, his mask was based on Norse mythology, and the, you know the guy um, who uh, was the, like, the psychiatrist or whatever said it was based off Loki, the god of mischief. Put none of that together. And so when I heard the name Loki, I remembered that, and it kind of makes sense, you know, Loki, the god of mischief. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie, the mask, you know. The mask is, you know, mischievous and, you know, does all these mm-hmm. sneaky things. It makes a lot of sense. And the so, mask turns your face green. Yep. Loki wears a green cloak. Yep. I mean, it's all connected. It's I mean, all there. So uh, is the mask, you know, in the MCU now? It should be. <laughs> Jim Carrey hasn't made it in there yet. So not yet. I think he should be there. Sure, why not? But, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it for what Somebody it was. Somebody stop me. Um, Can you just imagine that? In my um, my ranking of the uh, MCU films back uh, before I watched Avengers Endgame, so this was uh, out of 21 films, not including Endgame or Spider-Man um, Far From Home. Uh, Thor was number 18. Um, it was better than Iron Man 2. It was better than The Incredible Hulk, and it was better than Thor The Dark World. Um, but for me, there were other movies that were just better than it. Um, but it actually, like, the tier it's on, it's on, you know, some... Uh, it's in good company with other movies that I really enjoy. Um, so when I say it's 18th out of 21 and now it's probably like 20 out of 23 because I enjoyed in game and Spider-Man more than this one. Um, that is not meant to be a slight, you know, it's more of a statement in that how high quality Marvel films have been even over the past 12 years. Well, even to see how much they're better now, just even like how much more they're made, which they, they've had so much time to put things together where they can do things like that now. Yeah. Versus in the beginning, you're just getting to find out who in the world this guy is. Exactly. Versus when they introduce people. And I, I mean, they didn't do a bad job at it, but now they've had experience behind them, funding behind them. So they can continue to get better with every movie. Cause also people expect every movie to be just as good, if not better than the previous one. Absolutely. So. Kyle Odinson. Yeah. You have betrayed the express command of your King. 
Through your arrogance and stupidity, you've opened these peaceful realms and innocent lives to the horror and desolation of war. You are unworthy of these realms, you're unworthy of your title, and you're unworthy of the loved ones you have betrayed. I now take from you your power. In the name of my father and his father before I, Odin Allfather, a.k.a. Eric, hmm. cast you out to tell us your best scenes. While you said all of that, all I could think is technically I should be Kyle Dugson. Yeah, I thought about that earlier. And I was like, because my dad's name is Doug, is, and I'm I son couldn't of remember Doug. if your dad's name, like first name, was Doug. It is Dugson. Okay. So Kyle Dugson, <laughs> and then a or Doug. it would be Douglas son, right? Or is he? Well, just he goes Doug? by Doug. Yeah, but it's full name. I mean, uh, you don't want to go by full name. Kyle Doug, Douglas son. It doesn't rhyme. You roll off the tongue is good. It, I think it rolls off better. Dugson is better. What are your best scenes? I don't know. Now I can just think about how good a ducks and nap would be because my dad takes amazing naps. So uh, I'm going to jump straight to the part I really love about the overall arc through this movie and to, to see Thor go from this like little brat of a kid that I forgot all about until I watched it again the other day, see how much of a jerk he was, mm-hmm. where he was super prideful and super all up about himself that – you go from there, you even go to the point where he's about to be pronounced like the king or whatever, and he's still a jerk there, where he's still cocky and still about himself, and then to see where he's at at the end of the movie. Right. So that's just an overwhelming, you know, overarching thing. Uh, but one of my favorite ones is the fight with the uh, Frost Giants. Yes, and all them. early in the movie. Because honestly, later in the movie, his big fight is against, what, the Destroyer or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yes. Destroyer the Destroyer? Yeah. Uh, and that character is not bad, and it fit well on Earth. But it definitely like the the fight was better at the beginning of the movie than the, that final end. movie. Was, like final I would fight. compare the fight at the end to like a Power Rangers Zord fight. Mm-hmm. You know, especially in the early seasons where oh they made the monster grow. Let's bring up the Megazord, and here's the sword, and he's dead. It's mm-hmm. not even you know contest at that point. Yeah, and the, you know it was like okay, we know he's going to win, but it's just not as exciting. You're right in that the first fight was. Better plus, it was a good introduction to how Thor fights and battles with Molnir and everything. So well, you got to see a giant experience <laughs> while he's facing giants, but yeah. uh, to see what Molnir's capable of, to see what Thor's capable of, you also see Loki like for the first time where he like fakes to be there, where somebody tries to knock him off a cliff, and then turns out he wasn't there. He was just put like a three D module out there. Right. It's kind of like Tupac at that concert at that time. Yes. Uh, but going deep with the references, yes. Today. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know, because you also get the side of Loki where you do, I feel like, start to like Loki because he's not a jerk there. Like, he's sure he's done some bad things to kind of even get him there at that point. But you start to see that other side of him in the mix of all this fighting of who he kind of is, too, at the same time where he's trying to figure out who he is. Right. Uh, so I enjoyed that. Uh, but I just feel like the fight's really good. I feel like it was some of those creepy things almost a little bit where it's just like some dark eyes or, you know, I guess bright eyes out of a dark area coming out right. and then the giant comes out and then all of them start coming out of nowhere right uh i don't know i just really enjoy that fight scene like i said i feel like it's better than the ending fight scene that's cool how about you uh, what's, a, what's one of my favorite my favorite scene um is the infiltration into the shield facility for thor to try to retrieve Monir. Mm-hmm. i like it because it was creative um you know you got to see thor not just kind of brute force his way but you know it actually had to be there had to be some stealth involved um, I like the little nod to Donald Blake, which mm-hmm. is the uh, his um, alter his alter ego in the comics. Yep. Um, I like the fact that we got a view at a adventure mm-hmm. in Hawkeye, Clint Barton, um, and we got to see you know his um, his abilities, um, or he knows the ability to just really you know aim at stuff, um, and we got to see Thor be confront confronted with the reality of. You know, the fact that he's no longer worthy to hold the power of Molnir. Um, you know, he, like you said, he was kind of a, an entitled jerk a little bit. This is him kind of finally facing the grips of that reality. You know, like, oh, n- nothing's bad going to happen to me. And then he mm-hmm. can't pick up a hammer. And he's just like, you know, just you know the a, world's over when he can't pick up a hammer. He's just a regular guy at that point. Um, I also like the scenes kind of preceding that with you have all the people trying to pick up the hammer. Mm-hmm. And it like takes apart the back end of the truck and. I mean, it's just, you know, anything. And Stan Lee's driving that truck. Yeah, exactly. There's your Stan Lee cameo for this movie. Um, we'll talk a little more about that in uh, our fun facts. But uh, that was my favorite scene. Um, I do have, like, some other scenes that I enjoyed. I enjoyed 
all the interactions that he had with Darcy. Uh, I put with, that down. Like Jane, I just love his interaction with Dr. Selvig. Um, the fact that he he loves the coffee so much he throws it down. He demands another. He asks for a horse at the pet store, and like, we don't have. He's like, well, let me take one of those. You know, one large enough to ride. Mm-hmm. Points to the dog and. Um, just all those interactions are great. Um, just Thor interacting with humans on Earth in everyday life. I, I still love it, you know, in all the more recent movies. Um, you can tell he's that fish out of water type character. Mm-hmm. And it's just great to see him um, trying to get a grasp on, you know, what's not normal to him or what may be normal to him and it's just not possible here. So um, those are my favorite scenes. Do you got anything you want to add to that? I think those are good. So uh, whosoever holds this podcast, that's if me. he be worthy, that's me. shall possess the power of Thor. Yes, that's why I have the shirt. Oh, nice. In every episode from running the Infinity Gauntlet series, we will take a deeper look at one of the elements that plays an important role in the movie and the entire saga. So with that in mind, Eric, yes. let's take a look. At, well, not a look. Let's take a trip to the Avengers compound and teach us what we need to know about Mjolnir. Is, Mjolnir. The, is Avengers compound, like, are they an essential business? You know, during the coronavirus outbreak? Well, they don't really follow government rules anyway. This is true. They, you know, if they didn't sign the, uh, the, the waiver. Yeah, the little, the accords. Yeah. Who was that guy that ran for, I'm not a politics person, but he ran like 20 years ago, but it's point fifteen, where he was really getting excited. And he's like, we're going to go here. We're going to go there. And he's like, bro. Like, I have no idea. Man. That's no. all I can think about with reading the word Mjolnir, especially when you've got it. In all capital letters on the sheet in front yes. of me. Talking about Mjolnir. It looked really weird typing out in all caps too, because I'd mm-hmm. never seen it in all caps before. Mjolnir is a mythical weapon appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, depicted as the principal weapon of the superhero Thor and Jane Foster. Mjolnir plays a prominent role in Thor's story arc throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It appears in the following ways: in the first uh, or in the Iron Man two. Um, Molnir is briefly seen by itself during the post-credit scene at the bottom of a giant crater in New Mexico where S.H.I.E.L.D. agent Phil Coulson informs Nick Fury, we've found it. In Thor, uh, the 2011 film that we're talking about today, Thor is cast out of Asgard and Odin deems him unworthy of wielding it, stripping the god of thunder of his powers and enchanting the hammer with the words, whosoever holds this hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor. After Thor commits an act of self-sacrifice, he regains the ability to wield Molnir and regains his powers. In The Avengers, Thor wields Molnir throughout the movie, uses it in some incredible ways, um, able to you know flip it around and command lightning and just really good stuff. Um, in Thor The Dark World, Thor wields the hammer against the Dark Elves, and it proves nearly powerful enough to destroy an Infinity Stone, the Aether slash Reality Stone. Hmm. In Avengers Age of Ultron, this is one of my favorite scenes in the entire um, cinematic universe that they've uh, presented to us. Uh, Thor uses Mjolnir throughout the movie, and during a party, the other male Avengers and War Machine attempt and fail to lift the hammer. Although, Steve Rogers, he's able to move it slightly to Thor's slight, you know, worrisome dismay. Uh, Black Widow Natasha Romanoff declines to try, saying she doesn't really need to know the answer to this question. Um, the Vision also wields it in the final battle against Ultron with his ability to wield the hammer, convincing the other Avengers to trust him. At the end of the movie, Thor uses a blast from Mjolnir combined with a blast from Tony Stark's armor to destroy Sokovian landmass and foil Ultron's plot. There's a great scene at the end of that movie when Thor is really down and Captain America and Iron Man are trying to cheer him up because you know he's down that Vision can lift the hammer. You know, he thought he was the only one worthy. And he's like, well, you got to think of it this way. Vision's, you know, kind of like an inanimate, you know, it's not really human. I mean, if you place the, you know, the hammer on the elevator and it goes up, the elevator can lift it, but the elevator's not worthy. <laughs> Have you, you remember that scene? All I've seen about is if you put it on an escalator, would the escalator move? Or would it just, like, break? I don't know. Um, in Thor Ragnarok, Thor's sister, Hela, Destroys Mjolnir during a battle with Thor, but at the film's conclusion, Thor learns how to channel his power without using the hammer as a focus. And in Avengers Endgame, Thor, who has become depressed, is ignoring his personal care, such as exercise or grooming, while grieving over the failure to stop Thanos in Infinity War. He obtains a past version of Mjolnir from the events of Thor The Dark World, 
which is at a point of time before it was destroyed, to test his own worthiness. Once he returns to the present with the past um, reality stone and the past Molnir, Captain America proves worthy of wielding it during the climactic fight against a time-displaced Thanos, which was one of the biggest parts of that movie. I can't wait till it we was. talk about this in two years. <laughs> um, to Thor's delight in his exclamation, I knew it! Uh, through the hammer, Captain America gains access to some of his abilities, such as summoning Mjolnir to himself and calling upon lightning attacks. Uh, though Captain America mainly wields the hammer in battle, Thor at one point dual wields Mjolnir and his new act, Stormbreaker, against Thanos. After the film's events are resolved, Captain America returns Mjolnir to the point in history where it was taken along with the Infinity Stones to prevent alternate timelines from forming. Yeah. And here we remain as the beacon of hope. Shining out across the stars, and though we have fallen into man's myths and legends, it was Asgard and its warriors that brought peace to the universe. So, let's slip on that infinity gauntlet, and let's look at six. One for each infinity stone of our favorite observations and insights from Thor. You go first. All right, I will. Anthony Hopkins improvises his scene. You don't have to yell. <laughs> well, you pumped me up. You got so excited there, and we can't drop it off from there. Uh, Anthony Hopkins, who plays Odin's son. No, Odin, not Odin's son. Uh, well, that's his name. Odinson? Yeah, Odinson Allfather. That's a crazy that's name. That's a great name. <laughs> name your child that. I might. Um, Anthony Hopkins uh, improvised the scene where he's throwing Thor out um, and yelling at him and casting him out and taking away his power. Uh, that's another one of my favorite scenes, but I didn't want to include it because it's here. Uh, but while he did that, he improvised that. And while he was yelling and got so emotional that a lot of the cast and crew while filming began crying because it was just a, such a passionate delivery during that. Anthony scene. Hopkins is always a win in my book. He is just, he's awesome. Um, he, I would say he's a national treasure, but I don't think he's American. So he's someone's national treasure. I don't think he's ours. I've never seen Nicholas Cage try to like take him or anything. So. Nick, Nicholas, okay. Um, he takes all the national treasures. Number two. Stan Lee mentioned that he wanted to play Odin in a movie ever since he adapted the character from Norse mythology for the pages of Marvel comic books. In the lead-up to this movie, Stan Lee joked in interviews that he was disappointed that the director refused to even consider him for the part. But all joking aside, Stan Lee always maintained that he was happy with the casting of Anthony Hopkins and felt he did a great job with the character. It would have been fun to see Stan Lee as a real character beyond his standard cameo appearances in one of these movies, though. That's true. Uh, next, I have Tom Hiddleston, who plays Loki, uh, complained about his helmet. That's something that a lot of people bring up, especially like now they don't so much, but back, especially in the beginning, why hasn't Captain America got his mask on all the time? But thankfully, a lot of the battle stuff he does, but like Thor doesn't wear his helmet much anymore. Mm -hmm. He does randomly. Loki's the same way. He'll randomly have that giant helmet on sometimes, but not all the time. Um, but he complained that it was painful to wear. It was weird. Like, it was... Let me write, read my right words. Read your right words. Uncomfortable, heavy, and he couldn't see well out of it. Uh, so while he was filming, he would try to take the pain that he was feeling with this helmet on and use that in his acting during the fight scenes. Okay. Number four. We should get helmets. We, we've worn helmets before. And they fit our heads. Um, they did. And when we went axe throwing with uh, James and uh, the Nichols family for James' birthday, mm -hmm. um, I thought we looked good in those helmets. We honestly. should get those and wear them every week on the podcast. No. No? Um, they're heavy. I, I get it. They're very heavy, and I don't want to. I don't want our shoulder strength. I don't care. Um, we had the biggest shoulders on the block. Number four, Brad Pitt was rumored for the role of Thor, Channing Tatum, and this is something I didn't know. WWE wrestler Triple H, uh, you know, known as Paul Levesque in his nobody real knows life, him as that. Were considered for the part. Daniel Craig was also the first choice for it. Apparently. Um, Charlie Hunnam, Tom Hiddleston, who ended up with the role of Loki, Alexander Skarsgård, Liam Hemsworth, and Joel Kinnaman screen-tested for the role. But it ended up coming down to Chris Hemsworth and Liam's Hemsworth, with Chris ending up getting the role. Liam ended up with a role in The Hunger Games that same mm -hmm. year. So, I mean... Charles Hunnam would have been good at that. Hunting, whatever. He was from the Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I think he was yeah. done well at that. I think he went on to do some other stuff somewhat similar. Uh, my last one, director Kenneth um, Number Bern five. Kenneth Burnish. Uh He was a big Thor fan before he ever even became the director of this. But once he did sign on to be the director, 
Marvel sent him a catalog of every single Thor comic book ever made. So he was now has this giant Thor collection, which I think is amazing because I don't know if they sent him individual issues or if they sent books. I would hope they sent him issues because mm-hmm. how much more awesome is that? Like, first, that's part. Of, they probably took the money out of his contract to pay probably. him. They were like, here, these comic books are worth more than your contract. So I don't know. I saw that was a neat fact that they went out of their way to give him that kind of as an educational thing, but at the same time just knowing he's right. a giant fan to send him all those comic books. And this may be the first time we've done a movie that you haven't stolen one of my facts. So I'm I tried. I had a list of your facts this time. This time, that's true, man. I appreciate so. it. The artifacts seen in the Asgard Weapons Vault, this is number six, by the way, are of various mystical objects seen in Marvel Comics. They are in the chronological appearance, the tuning fort, a device that can summon monsters, the tablet of life, and time, a slab that can extend one's lifetime, the warlock's eye, an artifact that can control people's minds. That's interesting. The eternal flame, which uh, is a mystical fire that cannot be extinguished, and it played a major role in Thor Ragnarok. The casket of ancient winters, which was a big part in this movie, an enchanted container filled with frosty winds. The infinity gauntlet, a glove encrusted with six reality-bending jewels. Um... Later on in the MCU, Thanos had uh, started to construct the Infinity Gauntlet um, in Thor Ragnarok. They retconned this um, inconsistency by having Hela claim that the gauntlet and some of the items in the vault were fakes. So That's a way to save things. Yep. But a nice little shout out to the future of the MCU there. What do we got next? Uh, I don't have a little segue for this, but what's next on our, uh, on our schedule here for this episode? Social media. Shout outs. Which is falling to me. It um, is. It, this used to be the job that I had. Right. But then now my phone's busy, my iPad's busy, and I'm not a mind reader. Well, next week you'll have your phone back. Maybe. Hopefully. We'll we'll, see we, have a, we have a new camera. Hopefully we can. Um, I got to see if it'll record long enough. If the battery will die before we get done. That's true. So give me a second to pull up. What He's we working on it. On Something else that I'm excited for is there's another Thor movie coming out at some point. And Thor Love and Thunder. Jane Foster is rumored to become Thor. Yes, which happens in the comics. It happened um, like a while back where they yeah. were anticipating it possibly happening sooner than this, but uh, we'll see her coming back. I think it'll be fun, a fun time to see. Yeah, a good uh, worth the twelve bucks that it probably costs to go see it. Yeah, or thirty if you get popcorn. Yeah, and maybe like a water. So. Uh, Joy Woods Wright from our Facebook page. We know her. Uh, she said she liked this one. It was a nice introduction to the character. It was not my favorite, but while Easy on the Ice Thor is not my favorite MCU guy, I think the other Thor movies had more humor. Ethan Brantley says, I want to like Thor, but I just can't. I At can least not as much as other characters. The main thing I like about Thor, even though it's not until the third movie, is that we get introduced to Surtur. Uh-huh. Um, so moving on, I'm going to check the what the what page, make sure no one commented on that. Checking all the things. By the way, I changed our I saw that. Our picture. It looks good. It's a quality well, photo. Well, I didn't like the other one because I looked fatter in that one, which I was fatter in you that were. one. You so, were. Um, I probably I, look I, I fatter want, now. I wanted to update it to where you know we have a pretty decent picture of at least me. I mean, We should do a picture every month of us just standing in front of the tables, and it's just a close-up shot of our stomachs with like, our shirt off. Yeah, because that'll that'll increase our chances of losing weight. It'll be like, man, I don't want to look this. I want to look better next month when we take this picture. We should do that. Let let me just pull out the um, the Instagram stuff, and then we'll get to um, Chelsea's uh, Twitter or not Chelsea Ashby. Ashby, get it right. Yep, or pay the price. Yep. Uh, 80s parody on Survivor uh, on Instagram says it's a better than average Marvel movie, and. you responded watching it again last week. I really enjoyed it. And he responded, maybe it's time for a rewatch myself. I hope this guy chimes in on the first season of Survivor when we do that episode. because he We need to get him in because I don't know anything about Survivor. I don't know anything about this guy. So, I mean, I'm just we a don't Survivor know fan. So. Or Gal at this point. I don't it, know if it's it a guy It could be a Gal, absolutely. All right. So it could be Ricky. Ashby sent these in as we started recording. So Thank these, you, these are These are like under the radar, like right in the nick of time. Um, she said, I forgot to respond to this. First, hashtag Phil Coulson is an American hero. For sure. Second, hashtag Darcy Lewis deserves to be on, ev- on screen the person she is in every fan fiction I've ever read. She also should be in every Marvel movie because I enjoy her that much. She is fantastic. And third, well, I don't really have a third. I really love Thor. Honestly. I think God someone does. 
And I feel like each actor in the Thor movies did what they could with the material. Nothing will ever be any Thor movie directed by Taika Waititi. And I know I butchered his name too because that's just something I do. Thank you, Ashby and Ethan and Joy and 80 Survivor Parody on Instagram. We really appreciate y'all tuning in and leaving us a comment. Uh, make sure you, again, you follow us on those social media platforms. We'll try to get the topic of the week out on the Wednesday, Wednesday. before we um, record on Thursday. So y'all will have a chance to chime in. Chris Rowe didn't comment on this one. Yeah. But I, if I had to guess, I really think Chris is probably a Thor fan. Like, I really think there's something about I think Chris could do a pretty, you know, pretty good Thor impression. Yes. In you know? high school, Chris had hair as long as Thor's. Yes. Uh, and he probably, especially a little gruff on his beard, he's not nearly as strong as Thor. He doesn't have the muscular body, but he also isn't in bad shape either. Yeah. So I feel like he probably would, especially like the love and the humor. Mm-hmm. You see him too? I feel like Thor is a Chris Road character. I could see Chris like having a hammer in the back of his car at all times just to be like, ha-ha, Molnir. And then like beating somebody with a hammer. All right. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. All right, friends. Well, a big thank you. To Ricky Lyles, who lets us record in his house, our producer. Tim Hutchison, who provided some research on this episode. We hope you enjoyed this discussion as much as we did and that you're as pumped for the rest of this journey into the MCU films. Next month, we are going to be covering Captain America the First Avenger yeah, with special guest Ashby Brame. We're super excited to have her in studio. Yeah! And next week, we are discussing the first season of The Office, the first six episodes of one of our favorite TV shows. Yep. Taking that journey to Scranton, PA. Um, Until next time, then this is where we say goodbye. Jane Foster, Selvig, Darcy, Kyle, Ricky, Scoobs, farewell. Stay as cool as the other side of the pillow, and we will see you next week on the What the What Show. What the What?